Hey guys, welcome back to another Trucking Made Successful podcast where we talk about the freight market, the trucking industry, and how it all affects the spot market. I hope you all had a wonderful long weekend and hopefully were able to rest. I know that I personally really needed it and this weekend was a godsend. I finally have at least a little bit of my energy back, which means that I'm ready to continue fighting on. And I hope that you are also ready to keep kicking some butt. Now, over the past few days, there were many articles that came out on the state of the market, which prompted this podcast and the video on YouTube. Now, these articles theorize on a timeline of when the freight market will finally get better. So we will take this topic and we will dissect it. And then I will answer the question of whether now is a good time to get into the industry because I'm almost 100% sure that there will be several of you asking. So let's go ahead and break it down step by step and we will start with tender rejections. Now, tender rejections are a direct measure of supply and demand in the trucking industry because it simply measures how much freight is rejected out of the total load volume. The basis of this is quite simple. If rejections are going down, it means that contract carriers simply don't have better options than the loads they are being offered. So basically they're taking anything and everything available on the market. While a rise in tender rejections means that contract carriers have more alternatives. Another thing that can affect rejection rates is capacity, of course. If a contract carrier who has 10 trucks available to haul loads just downsized to five trucks, this carrier will now be rejecting 50% of the freight offered simply because they no longer have the capacity. So if capacity decreases, rejections are increasing. Now, in this industry, there is a term known as the waterfall theory of freight that was actually coined by freight waves. A shipper doesn't just have one carrier who can service their lane. So if the first choice carrier rejects the load for any reason, the shipper goes down a list to the next carrier until one of their listed carrier partners take the load. However, if all this breaks down, the shipper will often turn to the spot market to get the needed capacity to move their freight. And as more shippers turn to the spot market, the volumes on the spot market increase, which means more capacity is being soaked up, which tightens the market and increases spot rates. So it's all connected. Now, before we go to the charts and I explain them to you, as a reminder, I have a video on this. So if you are a visual learner, you can go to my YouTube channel, Trucking Made Successful, and you will see the charts that I'm about to describe to you. So the first chart is just a tender rejection chart, which is from the beginning of this year. And what you can see from this chart is that the bottom for the tender rejections was most likely hit in the middle of May 2023. Now, since then, we have seen tender rejections increase, particularly from mid-July until now, when rejections have been increasing pretty much nonstop. Yeah, there were some peaks and valleys, but nothing too crazy. So what does this tell us? 
It's quite simple, actually. Capacity is not as abundant as it was before. Now, the why of this is also important. Is capacity decreasing because these carriers are downsizing or leaving the market? Or is it decreasing because carriers are being more selective when it comes to freight and won't take certain loads due to lane, load details, and so on? The answer to this question would provide us with a deeper understanding of what is actually driving their rejection rates. A physical decrease in capacity due to shutdowns or downsizing is a little bit more permanent and signals that carriers are simply not coping with the current rates in comparison to the cost of running a business. Now, being selective gives us an idea that carriers are no longer as afraid to lose a load and have better alternatives that fit their particular needs. In other words, there is more freight in the market, more stuff to choose from. Now, before we go into capacity to figure out what is happening on that side, let's take one more look at rejections over the past five years. Now, unfortunately, this chart is just too complicated to actually describe, but you do have to know several things. Currently, we are starting to follow the pattern of what we saw in 2019. Also, which is really, really nice, it seems like we are on track to surpass the tender rejection rates of 2022 in the coming months. So what is happening with carrier capacity? Well, Sonar has finally released a chart which shows us all the details of capacity, so I no longer have to manually calculate anything, which makes me extremely happy because work smarter, not harder, as they say, right? Now, the chart I'm going to be talking about shows us the net change in carrier capacity. So basically, it takes into consideration those carriers that entered the market and those that left, and what is the net change? I set the baseline to zero, which means that there's an equal amount of carriers coming in and out, meaning zero net change, just to see what is happening. So from the end of 2022, we have been seeing a consistent decrease in the net carrier capacity, meaning more carriers were leaving than entering. However, we do have to pay attention to the relative numbers. From around July 2020 until July 2022, the net change in carrier capacity was often hitting over 2,000 carriers gained, whereas the decreases we're seeing are less than 1,000 carriers per week for the most part. So this theory we all had, and this includes me as well, that those that got in during the boom would be the first to go out is falling apart right here. Many of those who entered during the unicorn period of trucking are still in business, at least on paper. Then there is more specific data, which spans from mid-2018 until today, and it shows us the net revocations, the net change in carrier capacity, and most importantly, the total trucking authorities. Now, since around July 2021, revocations started increasing while net carriers started decreasing. And that's all great, but the total trucking authorities is what shows us what is happening with carrier capacity, how many MC numbers are in the market. Since around July 2022, 
the number of authorities has been steadily going down, signaling a decrease in capacity. Now, the thing I want you to pay attention to is this. Number one, these are carriers, not trucks. Each carrier can have multiple trucks under their authority. And number two, we do have to look at it relatively in relation to the increases we saw before this whole thing started. Now, the increase from July 2020 was extremely steep in authorities, but the decrease that we're seeing is extremely slow. So what does this mean? It means that carriers are very resilient to the downward pressures of the freight market. Finally, to wrap this capacity topic, let's talk about the total trucking authorities versus volumes, because this gives us an idea of which way the supply and demand of the freight market is moving. Since the beginning of 2023, volumes increased by 24%, while the total trucking authorities decreased by 4%. What does this mean? Well, it means that demand from shippers is increasing while the supply of trucks is deteriorating. Now, for those wondering whether the carriers that shut down their MCs are being soaked up by larger carriers, the answer is no. According to Freightwaves, and I quote, truck transportation jobs plummeted in August, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, with the likelihood that the demise of Yellow Corp was largely responsible for sending the employment total down by 36,700 employees. Now, you can see the same thing in the Bureau of Labor Statistics chart. We are actually at the lowest number in employment numbers since around March of 2022. But again, I tend to agree with freight waves that this is likely affected by the fact that yellow went under about a month ago. Now, I know that this podcast and the video is going to make you have a lot of opinions. Some will be saying that I'm training my competition. Others will be saying that I am solely the reason the market is so bad, and I understand where it comes from. People are afraid that any positive outlook will encourage more carriers to come in and ruin any progress or potential progress. So I'm here to answer the question that I know I will get. Is now finally a good time to get into this industry considering all this positive data? I'm not going to beat around the bush. My personal answer is no. As in, if I was a person thinking about getting in, knowing what I know, I wouldn't get in just yet. Now, before you burn me at the stake, let me explain or let me make my case why my answer is no. It's not because I'm trying to gatekeep information or because I want to discourage capacity increasing, although I would hate for capacity to increase, but this is a non-factor in my answer. I completely understand that if you have made up your mind to get in and are just waiting for the right time, you will do so regardless of what I say, and I respect that. The reason I'm saying that right now is still not a good time to get into this industry is because of the charts that we just discussed. Now, there are two ways of looking at it. First, we can look at it from the perspective of the market is improving, period. The second perspective is that the market is improving because carriers 
are simply not able to survive, which is pushing the market in the right direction. So I could never recommend getting into an industry which is currently, quite literally, purging existing capacity and will likely purge it with even a bigger force in the coming months. What are the realities of the current situation? And let me list them out for you. And this is from experience. On the expense side, diesel prices are still skyrocketing and are currently averaging at $4.48 per gallon. When this will stop, nobody knows. Number two, while truck prices are going down in the market due to full inventories and a lack of demand, the most affordable trucks are junkers that will need constant maintenance. Unfortunately, due to inflation and the CPI, the cost of labor and parts has increased. We personally have spent $48,181 in repairs on one truck from January 1st until April 1st, so a matter of four months. Number three, new truck prices are not budging by much. They're still elevated. Now on the income side, load rates on the spot market will likely not see significant relief until at least the second quarter of 2024, because while capacity is decreasing, it's decreasing slowly. And the first quarter of the year is always dead historically. Number two, because of capacity still being elevated despite the decrease, brokers and shippers still feel like they have the upper hand. And this means that they will find any and every reason to deny you the load. Hell, even existing carriers are having a hard time because brokers now use excuses such as, well, you don't have enough random roadside inspections in the state where this load picks up as an excuse not to give you the freight. Sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Number three is volumes. Volumes is the biggest reason because the reality is our economy is stable, it's resilient, but it's not doing so well and consumer spending is slowing. Volumes are driven primarily by the economic situation, specifically consumers. And considering that consumers have more debt, higher interest rates, the loan repayments coming and so on, volumes will not skyrocket enough anytime soon to make the spot market rates skyrocket. Now, I definitely don't want to encourage or discourage anyone, but I do feel like I need to explain the realities of the current market so that you guys can make a well-rounded decision. While there are some positive signals which would make anyone hopeful, those positive signals are still a ways away from an actual turnaround that can be felt. To be quite honest with all of you, I am dreading the next few months. For us personally, it's going to be quite a challenge. Insurance renewals, which means huge down payments, IRP, taxes, end of year renewals, increased fuel prices. It is not going to be easy to turn a nice profit. Now, many of you already know that we had two new trucks coming that we were supposed to take delivery of. Well, we took one of the trucks, but had to say no to the other because we knew that with the current market and in the near future, that second truck would have just eaten away at the bottom line with the additional payments, liability, physical damage insurance, plates, and so on. 
we did have to make a hard decision to save as much of our bottom line as possible until there is an actual change in the market that we can feel, count, and stash away in our pockets or bank accounts. So you guys make your own decisions. These are just my two cents, and I'm sure that everyone will have their own opinion. I encourage every one of you to celebrate the small wins, smile about the fact that there are some positive signals, and hope for a turnaround sooner rather than later. But what I do not recommend doing is losing your head and thinking that one positive indicator means that it will be easy sailing from here on out. Be calculated and logical, try to look deeper and question everything. I'm wishing you all an awesome week ahead and I will catch you in the next podcast. Thank you.